go. Awesome. Well, that is something we're so excited for. We love our Twix kids, and we love family Sundays here at the branches, and we love Not So Spooky Sunday. Well, my name is Alex Hershey. I am the, a pastor here at the branches, and we're so glad that you're all here this morning on a fun Sunday to be able to gather together. But the reason we gather is simply this, is because we are children of God. And we want to praise God and all that he has done and all he is doing in our lives. And we can come into this place wondering why we're here. We can come into this place having good weeks or bad weeks. But we can all come into this place, and there's a commonality, is knowing that we are loved by Jesus. There's nothing greater than that. God's grace is always so, so beautiful. If you would right now turn to those around you and just simply say, Jesus loves you. Can you do that for us? Awesome. Well, if you are, as we are here today at the branches, you are welcome here. You are welcome here no matter if you spent last night, uh, spent last night sleeping very well or if you spent last night with a crying kid all night. You are welcome here if you spent the night on ice cold cement sleeping outside or if you slept in the penthouse. And you are welcome here if you've been to church a million times or if today is your very first time in, in church. You are welcome here. And this is why we started this church 10 years ago. This is why. Because we want everyone to come to be in a place where they feel safe and loved. Where they feel the presence of God. And they feel Jesus. And they know that God's grace is, is so beautiful. And that it will transform them into what God has created them to be. So I'm so glad you are all here this morning. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for your grace in our lives. We thank you so much that you are a God who loves us and desires to run out to us and embrace us and to bring us in. You are near to us always. You will go to the heavens and you will go to the depths of the sea, for you are faithful. And so, God, we thank you for this day where we can gather. In the misty rain, people have gathered to say, Lord, we want to know you and to grow closer to you. So, Holy Spirit, come, fall down upon us all, move in our hearts so that we feel your warmth and your presence in this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're here at the branches all October long. We have been looking at the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is this great book that gives us lots of wisdom. And what we have learned is that wisdom is often something we think is a head thing. But as we've studied the scriptures over the month, we have learned that wisdom is a heart thing. We have learned that we need to make sure that our hearts are set upon Jesus so that we go down the right path and that we can guard our heart and that we can then, as Michael talked about last week, have a joy-filled heart in all that we do and, and be able to praise God and to be able to understand that God is with us in all things. And that is something so beautiful for us. And so today, as we look at the scriptures and as we look at the Proverbs, I just want to do a quick recap. Because what I've learned is that as much as I want to be a wise person, I probably more so don't want to be a foolish person, right? I've been around fools. I've been, everybody plays the fool sometimes, right? That's, uh, anybody know that band? Anybody? I just looked it up and I now I've forgotten. That's how they were one hit wonder for sure. Everybody plays the fool. 
Sometimes, no exception to the rule. Oh, listen, baby. All right, okay, sorry, okay. But everybody plays a fool. But this is what I want you to hear this. I don't want you to get lost in the fact that we have all played the fool at some part. There's no denying that. But that's why God's grace is so sufficient for us. So I don't want you to leave this place and say, I just have to be the fool. I want you to leave this place knowing that I can be a person of wisdom. Say, I've never done well in life, or I've never done well in my job. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about how God wants you to be a wise person because you've set your life upon him. But I just want to do a recap because as we look through the Proverbs, we have something. These are 10 unmistakable characteristics of a fool. So that's fun. Isn't this a fun way to start? All right. So woohoo! And so we have these. There's 10 of them. I came across this. I, just, I thought it would be good. I'm just going to mention them. I'm not going to go deep into them. Speaking too much, says the man with the microphone. Okay, but anyway. But two, putting hope in money. These are good. Rem- oh, go back to three. Sorry about that. Three, having no self-control. I'm going to talk about that one a little bit later. Four, gossiping. Five, not planning ahead. Six, meddling in matters of others. Anyway, all right. So, And then seven, speaking quickly. Eight, being stubborn. Nine, being lazy. Ten, being stingy. Some of these are no-brainers to us. Some of them are convicting to us, and others of them we can name who would align. If we had pictures of our friends or people that we know, we could draw lines to them, to these, these uh, phrases and these la- uh, all of that stuff. But that's the thing. I just want to draw to our attention. God doesn't want us to play the fool. He wants us to be someone who is wise, and all that we have to do is be simply just say a prayer saying, Lord, I need your wisdom. And so just simply say that with me right now. Lord, I need your wisdom. One, two, three, ready? Lord, I need your wisdom, right? We want that. We desire that. And so today what we're going to be talking about as we look at these, these proverbs, so many of them are saying, how are you raising up the next generation? How are you mentoring the youth? Now, I just want to see a show of hands. How many of you ever have volunteered at a camp that has poured into kids? If you've helped with our mega kids camp or if you've helped with a VBS somewhere or did church camp somewhere, just raise your hands. Like this is, this is a big thing for us all, especially in the life of this church. We want to make sure that we are pouring into the next generation. We see the importance of this. I see your hands, guys. We're proud of you. Anyway, that's awesome. And so, like, gray, peanut butter, yeah, I see your hand. And so, like, but we see that this is so good. We want this because if we think, if we have two Marty McFlys. I didn't arrange this, but they knew the part. They, the Marty McFly didn't do a good job in raising his kid, which is the whole premise of Back to the Future 2, if you remember correctly, right? Marty Jr. is about to get arrested. And so we see this picture, right? Remember Marty Jr.? You would think that's Michael J. Fox, but it's not. It's actually the guy who played Marty Jr., but it's the same guy. Remember that? We were so amazed in the 80s about people who played the same role. Anyway, but it was awesome. But we don't want to raise the next generation in being a fool. We want to make sure that our kids, when I say our kids, the kids that we see in this place, the kids that will someday be born and will be raised in this place, we want to make sure that they stand upon our shoulders of faith and they move forward. If you ask me one thing that I want in this world, I want my kids, my kids, to stand on my shoulders, which means my faith has to matter. It has to matter. 
And so I want to look at this today. The problem is, is that we are combating, again, the world's definition of what wisdom is and also what their definition of success is. So Timothy Keller says this. He says, the modern view is that parents should mainly be supportive and allow children to do self-discovery. But Proverbs teaches that the ultimate goal of parenting is neither mere control nor affirmation, but to teach their children to become wise and righteous. There is a big discovery, right? Like, right, self-discovery when you have a toddler and them touching the stove. Yes, they find out that it's hot, but now you're paying an emergency bill, right? And so this is the reality is that we have to teach our kids about faith. We have to understand that we desire them to be righteous and holy in all that they do. So as we can complain about a next generation, which is something that I'm learning is common as I'm getting older, well, the next generation, they just don't do the things that we do, which they don't. I mean, my generation was perfect, clearly. But anyway, but this is the thing. And we can struggle with that. But what I'm hard, what's hard realizing, especially in parenting, is that I have learned that they're just a reflection of what I've taken serious and what I've put up on a pedestal. And that can be hard to see as a parent, but also as someone who is wanting to see the next generation thrive, thrive in their faith. And so when I lift up materialism, or when I lift up success being that of how much money you make, or when I look at that, the, that what matters the most is where you live and how you live, that is being placed upon this next generation. But if we understand what the Proverbs are saying about raising up the next generation, we are saying, we're seeing that we are raising up the next generation knowing that faith in God, knowing that God is near, that God is present, knowing that that is the primary thing, that is a beautiful thing. So this is what we desire, and this is what we need to see and understand in this that we do. And, and so making sure that what we fill ourselves. And we've talked about this a lot over this last month. I encourage you to go back to our podcast or on our YouTube to watch these if you have missed them. But what I want you to hear is that what we allow to flow into our heart, it will flow out of our heart to the little ears around us. It matters. It matters if the only thing you're talking about in the morning is politics. It matters if the only thing you're talking about with your children is just how you're not going to be able to pay your bills. It matters. It matters. It matters. But if you begin to talk about your children, how to pray, how to read through the scriptures, how to worship together, I know, hey, don't be stressed out about your kids right now. This is awesome. Like, they need to see you worship Jesus. They need to see the friends that you talk to worship Jesus. This is important. This is beautiful. And so this is what we desire. And so then quickly is this. As I've done all of this study and, uh, for this message, I just simply come to this. I just kept coming back to Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit. If you want to be a wise person, if you want to pour into your children, if you want to pour into the next generation, if you, in your mentoring and your coaching and, and just being around your nieces and nephews or your grandchildren, whatever it may be, this passage is what we want to pour into them. And it just simply says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law 
against these things. Love, not hate. Joy, not sadness. Peace, not violence. Patience, not tantrums. Kindness, anger. Goodness, evil. Faithfulness, cheating. Gentleness, being too rough. Self-control, free for all. Doing whatever you want. In my life, I was uh, had graduated high school, went to my last year of high school camp. And while I was at high school camp, I was in a small group, and I was with a pastor who seemed older, probably just my age now. But anyway, and I remember uh, we were talking about the fruits of the Spirit, and on little slips of paper, he went around the room with the group, our small group, and he handed out everybody a different different fruit of the spirit to work on where we saw in our lives that we need to work on this and I remember he handed me one slip of paper and he went to the next two kids and then he came upon a paper and he came back two kids and he took away my piece of paper and handed me another piece of paper I don't know what was on the first piece of paper but on the second piece of paper was self-control when I was a kid uh, in high school I got banned from the microphone in uh, at all pep rallies, all pep rallies. I got banned from the microphone because I would grab it and I would yell things like super sophomores or I would just yell. So my sophomore year, I was on, because I was on student council, so I was close to the microphone. But I just yelled a lot and I took over things and anyway. So that's my confession to you all. And so fast forward then two years to this moment where I get this piece of paper that says self-control, and it drastically changed my life. Drastically changed my life. As a newly high school student, imagine someone saying, work on self-control. Don't do just what the world says. Don't do what you say, but do what God wants you to have in your life. These beautiful ways of moving, pointing straight to Christ. Self-control is something that can be taught. I just want you to hear that. You can teach this self-control to your children. If you want your children to have self-discovery or if you want your children just to have the same life as you, we are letting them down. I want, as I'm this age right right now, I want as much wisdom from my parents as possible. I just said that in front of them, so that's going to be great. But I want it. But I look back, and there were those foolish moments where I realized I could figure things out on my own only to find myself falling on my face. There is wisdom to be had. There is a reason that Gandalf is gray, gray to white, the white beard, right? Give me, give me that wisdom, Gandalf. Give me that, that wisdom to know what to do. But God is the one who is infinite wisdom. We are called. This is simply what it is. I believe for the next generation, people need to know right from wrong good from evil. If you show your kids Star Wars, you're doing a great job. Good versus evil. No. But you have these pieces, right? Right from wrong. This is why we, we talk about the Bible. Right from wrong. This is why we want to see good triumph over evil. We want the goodness of Jesus to be, be there for everyone. And this is the thing. There is an absolute truth that Jesus is the Savior of the world. That Jesus came to take upon your sins so that you can be redeemed and that you can have hope for everything that is ahead of you. And so that is what we're pointing people to and pointing this next generation to. Not a wishy-washy faith, but the faith that Jesus, our Savior, 
is true and right. And he is the one who is good. He is the one who will prevail. And he is the rock on which we need to place this next generation on. What a beautiful call that is. All right, if you are around kids, this is what we're going to do. If you are 18 or younger, would you stand up right now? And let me hear you. Can I hear you guys? Get a little rowdy. Let me hear you. One, two, three. Ooh. That's right. 18 or younger. There we go. This is good. We're going to have some fun here. All right, look at these kids. We're so grateful for you. We are so glad that you are part of this church. Absolutely, we're so glad. And we want you here every Sunday. And we want to learn from you. And we want to also pour our wisdom. We are saying to you right now, we want you to have a stronger faith than us. And so right now, if you would just sort of I want, find one of these kids, and I know some of our teenagers are right up here, but, uh, but just look at them, and I want you to repeat after me. I don't think I have this up there. Say, okay, look at them or just yell if you're in the vicinity of them and say, all right, f- repeat after me. I will do my best. To help you be a person filled with God's wisdom. All right, let's do that one more time. Now you have to find someone. If you sort of mumbled it, now you know what you're doing. Are you ready? I will do my best to help you be a person filled with God's wisdom. Stay standing up. Just put your hands out, and we're going to pray over our kids one more time. God, we're so grateful for you. And how you watch over us and you guide us. And we are reminded that Jesus simply said, let the children come. We see how important this is. And so, Lord, we pray right now for all of these children, not just our own kids, but all of these kids, that we will take our faith seriously, that we will bring everything in our lives towards Jesus because we desire this for the next generation. And yes, there are worries, and yes, there are things to be anxious about, But, Lord, we desire to focus on you. So, God, we pray right now over each and every one of these kids that you bless them, that you be with them, that they know that Jesus is their Savior, and they walk with Christ all of their days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Awesome. Well, as we end our worship service here at the branches, we always take communion, which is a reminder to us that Jesus laid his life down for us so that we can have life now and forever. And so we are so excited. This is a joyful moment for us where we lay down our sins and then we bring in Christ's love into our body. So all who believe and confess in Jesus are welcome to take communion. So as the band comes forward, And they look beautiful today. But as the band comes forward, let us pray. And in this moment, center our lives upon Jesus. Would you pray with me? Dear Jesus, thank you so much that you came into this world and that you taught us and you walked amongst your people. And Lord, then you took all of our sins and shame and you went to the cross so that we no longer have to carry that burden. But Lord, we give that to you. And Lord, death did not defeat you, but rather you defeated death. And in that moment, Lord, the victory was had for us all. And so, Lord, we come today in in the stillness of this time just confessing that sin and shame right now over to you. And now, Lord, we just simply say, come and fill us up with your spirit. Fill us up with your love.
In your name we pray. Amen.